All right, Matthew, welcome back to episode 117 of the Performance Advantage podcast, where we bring sports science to the people with myself, Dr. Will O'Connor, and Dr. Matt Miller, aka MTB, PhD, aka Braycase, and I am Mr. Hashtag Fast With Data. Yeah, we're going to be talking about two of the only intervals you'll ever need. If you were to just fix on two intervals, sessions, along with your aerobic training, obviously, zone two for life, these are the two we reckon you'd need. Well, this is, this, you're going to get four, so bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> away. stay tuned at the end when Matt <laughs> reveals something you can't believe he he did. Oh my god! Oh my god! Absolutely, it's going to be amazing. Now, you know, I think we get uh, badged as preaching zone two too much sometimes, and we've been talking about yeah, man, we need to do like an intervals episode because yeah, you need to train zone two, but you also need some intervals sometimes. Like yeah, duh, everyone knows that. Like no, we only talk about zone two and tempo. So this is kind of our chance of redemption to be like yeah, well. We didn't forget about intervals. We're just like, we just like zone two stuff. Yeah, it's just when you have so many caveats and it depends, it starts to get a bit wishy-washy. But I think yeah. now uh, I'm pretty confident after, so in the last two months, I think I've got like 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Humble You're break. like <laughs> a YouTuber now. No, I'm not because I'm only up to like 3,000. But yeah. It uh, it increased the outreach and reach. Like I got so many more messages, like on yeah. like comments on the videos, and then like Instagram messages and like emails, like oh, you know, in this video you talked about blah blah. And uh, then a lot of the time, I found like for a lot of these dudes, which is mostly what it was, I think honestly about. From the stats, a hundred percent of my viewership is yeah, that's men. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I was like, they could probably do this one week of training and pretty much be sweet. From like, from like ten k, so for a lot of people, around forty minute race, up to a marathon, even an ultra marathon, just by doing like these two interval sessions. A long run and then the rest easy aerobic yeah dude well i was becoming an absolutely sicko runner when i was on that plan that you gave me and you ended up actually remember we did a, an episode you made have you me worn those shoes do you know what's the second most question people ask me how's <laughs> nets 5k <laughs> i saw you i actually drove by you the other day there was a running squad i didn't toot out because i was like oh looking for will and uh i was like man that looks fun to join a running squad maybe i'll do that i was like oh yeah i still haven't worn those shoes this would be perfect to do that was that um, on thursday night was that the race yeah it must have been the trout fly you guys do a 5k yeah I, yeah 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 maybe i'll pop in <laughs> not um no, i, I will invited you so many times I, did, I think you're due to come down because i went to the night uh, yeah, I, know. I know. It's, know it's fair it's fair i need to come down i did it the re and i've done a couple of low-key super d enduro yeah you've you've done some of them too okay i need to you did do one park run yeah that was two years ago almost <laughs> a year and a half ago and that's when i bought those shoes but you put me on this running plan i never actually got the plan from you but we laid out a week i was doing those intervals that you yeah. gave me and yeah. i was turning into like a pretty sicko runner just do you to want to describe about how hard it was the first one i Definitely did not finish. Your your perception pre the intervals because I think it was I think you had ten times two hundred and then maybe a k. Yeah, and and we were building up to like ten times two hundred, then like three times one k. I think yeah. so. On paper, you're thinking like okay, a few like forty second hits, Easy. and then a one k. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you didn't make it through. The 200s or the 1k hey man today i'm practicing gratefulness so let's just focus on the positive because i did eventually get 
But okay, we're not just talking about running intervals today, too. I want to chuck in some mountain bike ones that, and also I think they're intervals that can be used for cycling as well. Well, they are hands down, hands down for that as well. And I'd like, I'd actually like to discuss how your running intervals could potentially be used for cyclists and mountain bikers, too. So let's see how. Yeah, well, that's possible because I was injured and then. So I've entered a triathlon, which is n not this weekend coming, next week, about 10 days. So I've actually had to modify my training to to incorporate like bike intervals and run intervals now that I'm back running. Yeah. It has been exciting. It's challenging to fit everything in. Shout out to the triathletes. Like I forgot, man. Like especially now having more of a uh, – job that i need to turn up for rather than like a phd where you're like i'm just not going to do anything this month i <laughs> can't relate to that one but <laughs> no we but you know it was definitely a bit more you you weren't trying to you went five years deep into a startup tech startup so yeah it was life was a bit more flexible then can i tell you about my favorite intervals of all time i'm gonna start with something anaerobic okay that's okay we should probably talk about zones so you know we're talking zone five well, you, tell me because you use five zones and i use seven do you use seven what do you mean do i use seven yeah i don't remember discussing that in the training zones episode which is like one of our most popular yeah i think i've actually progressed from there really now i still yes. i still like yeah. five I, but sometimes incorporate six because zone five doesn't go to like 2000 watts because, you know, going from just over threshold to 2000 watts doesn't make sense for one zone. You can download my how-to training guide for training zones. Yeah. Um, it's on yeah. my website. Link to it. I might do that. Watch a full video and then click on the link. <laughs> So my favorite intervals are sets of 30 seconds on and 30 seconds off. So I just call them three by five by 30 seconds. So you do three oh, sets. It's confusing. Yeah, I know. But like, it's hard to get a three good name by for five it. by 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So you do one set is five efforts of 30 seconds hard. Zone five, sometimes more than zone five. And then 30 seconds easy. What's zone five? Anaerobic, so over threshold. Okay, yep. Well over threshold. And I've tried this lots of different ways, uh, like going as hard as you can for 30 seconds, which obviously we know that you can't go... As hard and, as you can. Yeah, you can't like sprint at 1,000 watts for 30 seconds, so you end up like kind of your intensity drops throughout the interval. I've tried that, and that's been like pretty okay. Uh, or pacing steady at upper zone 5. I've also tried that, and that also works pretty good too. And I think each one has its own time and place. So you do three sets. So you go hard for 30 seconds, rest, hard for 30 seconds, rest, et cetera, until you do five what's, of those. What's, what's the rest? 30 seconds. All right. Yep. So equal work to rest ratios. And then after you do five sets, you're going to be pretty tired. So you recover for five minutes, three to five minutes. And then you repeat it. Yep. It's How not many bad. Times? Three. Three times, three to five times. I mean, so this is where you can get out of hand, I think, pretty quickly with lots of intervals, like doing three sets versus five sets, like five sets. That's a lot. And I've had a lot of success with athletes doing three sets. Yeah, so I've won. Um, this isn't one of my favorites, but I do. I, I have one like that that I got from Paul uh, Lawson. Um, with his hit science book, we had him on the podcast a couple of years ago, yeah, and it was a good episode. He had he had four times eight times thirty on thirty off. Oh wow! And I did it. I was like, "It's too hard. Mm. It's it's too like you can progress up to it, but you can't do all ins. Like you can like I use it as maybe more of a like a." aerobic extensive where you're just changing pace mm. you know so you're just like surging kind of thing 
um, great for base phase where you're just like, I need to put some intensity in here, but when we don't need, there's nothing specific on the, on the program, you know, like, a, but we do need to incorporate a bit more, you know, muscular force and uh, like anaerobic integration, but we just, we just need to like sprinkle it in there. So just some on-offs are good without any, like I just use RPE, just, just speed up and slow down. Like that's all we're looking for there. Um, but then when you do them properly, yeah, I found like three of those. So similar to what you're talking about. Um, or if I was going up to like 10, only doing two sets and increasing the rest to 60 seconds. So I think, what do you think about actually doing the intervals yourself before you apply them? That was my favorite interval session to do. I did those more than anything. But I mean, like, have you written some out and then been like, oh, I'll give this a go. And then yep. like, yeah. jam, I can't believe I was giving that to people. Yeah, yeah. I've tried some and I was like, oh, either it's, you know, it's hard to find the balance because I work with some pretty sick athletes you know very good very fit and it's hard to kind of sometimes be able to create something because i rely a lot on feedback from them to be able to create something that is kind of getting the goal that i'm going for for them because if i try i'm like okay whoa that's enough and they might try and be like mm, come on man like that was nothing and then you know so that's at the tippy top but then there, i also work with beginners as well who are maybe trying yeah. intervals for the first time. And you can't, there's very few kinds of intervals that you can apply across the gamut. And that be like your sole hard workout for the week. And that'll help everyone improve. Even though obviously the elite rider is going way faster and way higher power output than beginner. They sometimes need a little bit more or less stimulus based on where they're at. So I've tried them and I've been like, there's a bit much for me. But for someone racing the World Cup, that's they probably need more. Yeah. So it's nice to try them. And yeah, they're painful. Painful. So what tell me more about this session you got going. Yeah, well, I the reason I like it is because you spend quite a bit of time going hard and you mm -hmm. don't get the full recoveries. So it is a lot like mountain biking where it's intermittent you might pedal really hard for a short time and then you have a real short recovery before you need to hit it again so what you're doing is you're generating a lot of lactate generating a lot of acidity and then you're also needing to utilize that lactate to uh, for musc muscular contraction during the next effort so it really teaches it trains your body to be able to use those systems while riding still at a high heart rate too so your heart rate doesn't really have a lot of time to dip down. So your cardiac output is also really high throughout that five minutes. So that's another nice thing about it. So you're kind of, in, in my opinion, you're getting kind of everything that you might want out of an anaerobic workout without absolutely thrashing yourself. And I do think pacing is can be sometimes important. I wouldn't go all out for everyone. I'd kind of ease into them. And then as you get used to this kind of session, then you can start going really hard during each on bout and then see how you can kind of maintain your power throughout them. Okay. Sounds good. Trail or road? It's really, it's almost impossible to do those on trails unless you have like a super short loop with a 30 second uphill and a 30 second downhill. You can do it on like an uphill, like a long uphill. Yep. Yep. You could, you could, it gets hard. Like if you are on a steep, climb sometimes it's hard to drop your power down low yeah, enough I got especially yeah. like if you're an elite rider you'll be fine to do this on an uphill but if you are a beginner your speed will drop that much more when you're on your off interval and yeah. it'll be hard to kind of turn the legs over at a high enough cadence because you want a nice high cadence in between these intervals to get the blood pumping you don't want to be at like 60 rpms in between so yeah, you could do it on an access road or or a road. I think like roads obviously easiest for this because you can kind of control it. Yeah, or Zwift. Yeah, Zwift, of course, of course. It's a great trainer workout. Sweet.
Okay. So recap that. What's the warm-up? I find warm-ups to be highly individualized. Sometimes I don't even prescribe like a serious warm-up. Serious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, if you're an elite rider, you'll already have an, a warm-up that you can kind of depend on. And we've tried lots of different warm-ups. Yeah. With an elite rider, you can say, like, you might be riding for an hour before you even get into some intervals, you know, because yep. you've got time and fitness to be able to, like, ride from your house over to the trails or the, the hill or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, whereas when you're a weekend warrior, you're like, well, I've got one hour. And the intervals are going to take me 45 minutes. Exactly. So I've got I've got 10 at the start and five at the end. So there you go. Like that. Yes. And like the warm-up is that obviously like if you do like a legit warm-up, it'll take a make you a bit tired, right? So you need to kind of juggle that with the impact it'll have on on the sets of work too. So if I would be prescribing a uh, warm-up for this, it would be probably two efforts of 30 seconds to one minute just over threshold. Yeah. Just pretty standard kind of. Yeah. That's a good Mus warm-up. Musculoskeletal really. primer. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, warm up your your core temperature, get the blood pumping around. Yeah. That's basically all you need for the warm-up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now, do you want to do your other one or do you want my one? No, I want to hear your anaerobic workout. Anaerobic. Oh, or one similar like, to that. Yeah, I guess they both, they probably... They... Come on, man. We were trying to debunk this zone two badge that we've been labeled like, with. Well, I'm just saying they probably are both anaerobic. Like, it's okay. highly okay. that you do massively aerobic intervals. Okay. Go on, and running And running, anyway. Because, like, with cycling, you're out. You can be out for three hours, like, Definitely. No one runs for three hours unless they're like dialed into a marathon session or you're building up for an ultra. And in which case you're like, for the marathon, like you're doing intervals for sure. But ultra, you're just like trying to get running. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So I'll do, I'll do one probably, I'll start with one similar. We'll keep the same line of thought there. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, yeah, I've got this fartlek one that I got off YouTube actually as part of the uh, ASICS running collaborative that they have in Kenya. And this is about like trialing it yourself. So they had, these are like pro runners that they were doing. And I was like, this session looks really good. I haven't really incorporated anything like this. And it was 15 times one minute on, one minute off at 5K pace. And so that's 15 minutes total uh, of on time. And then it was 15, it was either 10 or 15 times 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. Uh, and so then I was like, okay. And I like prescribed it to a couple of people and they're like, oh, that was hard. That was good. And then I went and did it maybe a week later. And I was like, there's too hard. <laughs> that was, so, and this is kind of the difference though, like, um, because when I'm running at 5k pace, like I run, well, right now I'm trying to break 15 minutes for 5k. So to do 15 minutes at 5k pace, that's like, that's a race equivalent. And then to do 15 times 30 after that, 30 on, like now I'm getting over 20 minutes of like a 15 minute race pace. And I was absolutely boxed oh my gosh so what i did was i dropped it to 10 and 10 so i got 15 minutes total because then for someone like when you're running say 25 minutes for 5k and you're getting 22 and a half minutes of 5k like that's not as there's a very different kind of workout there like really why would it be different i'm just trying to think through this because i mean it's your pace and you're actually doing less if you're well i guess so if you so my 5k sorry you're, you wouldn't be doing less you would be doing the same duration because uh, it's but no I, I guess, so as a relic so the threshold was or like the zone was 105 to 115 
that's where most people are going to do a 5k effort uh, like a yeah, 5k yeah, okay. race yeah so you are going to be more like 105 and i'm going to be more like 115 mm. percent um and so anyway why couldn't you do 105 percent because you go to the top, Matt. Everyone knows that. <laughs> we, we talk about all these things in our training zone podcast. It's a zone, bro. You know, you got a range there. You got a range. I would definitely be at the low because I think, like, I'd struggle to get through it. Anyway, now it's 10 and 10. Yeah. And everyone likes it. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. And now, with the range, 505 to 115 percent of your threshold pace or power um it really works well for everyone if they're feeling good to push the boat like to push to push the intensity and for everyone to get a challenging session if they're a bit tired but still like um still find it manageable on you know an everyday wednesday afternoon you know, or Wednesday after work, we're like, oh man, it's been a week already. And like, I just, I just want to get through this. You can get through that and get a good quality session at the bottom end of the range. Or when you're feeling good, you're not held back and being like, I would like to just like, like, this feels pretty easy. Like I'm feeling fresh and I'm feeling springy. And so a session like this is great all around ultra marathon to 5k for you get amazing aerobic stimulus in terms of maximal oxidative stimulus across your muscle fibers because you require so much oxygen even though there is obviously an anaerobic component you're going to maximally stimulate the oxidative capacity of most of your muscle fibers um and then you have the anaerobic component which is not too bad because of the offs right because you just you're never going for longer than a minute and then you've got a you've got a jog so you you maintain probably i'd say you'd maintain around lactate threshold like in terms of a lactate concentration but you're running at 5k race pace so if you were going to step into into like five minute intervals or four minute intervals like you're running at lactates close to 10 you know like you're running at a lactate equivalent of the intensity so 110 percent your threshold is kind of where you'd actually kind of be existing if you're doing like 1k intervals like three or five minute intervals whereas with this one you can get real good quality outputs as well as good quality inputs yeah i really and like it's that like it it goes pretty quick you know because you're doing one minute on one minute off times 10 there's 20 minutes and then you do the 30s times 10 so these are 10 minutes and before you know it you've done 30 minutes you warmed up for 15 and you're 45 in and then you cruise home and you're like you, you've done your hour and it really really blows by it's great um great for travel you know like if you're on the treadmill it goes pretty quick and it's a fun one. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I like I like the how you vary the length. Like that's a cool thing. I think that's something that I could probably integrate more into the intervals that I design. It's, it's quite important with running because of the fatigue factor and mm, the impacts when you're running mm. at pace. And so to try and maintain the force output and like when we're trying to develop a pace, so you've got a particular biomechanical like um footpath you know like you you got a you got the ground contact time you got stride length pretty much and you need to maintain those throughout an event to to maintain the the pace output uh and so as you deteriorate you start to deteriorate your form mm. and then it, you then you're working not exponentially harder but significantly harder for the same pace output and like form biomechanical form output so by just starting off with like uh like a 1k and doing maybe a few of those and then finishing with some 200s is really good now but then there can there's an argument for like doing it in the reverse like i was giving you yeah where you need to work that back end yeah like 
that that was the goal of that 5k when we're talking about this kind of session we're just looking about quality stimulus like mm. quality training stimulus without overloading the the fatigue factor yeah i like manipulating the the reps and well i'm thinking strength training which i do something similar so my new thing that i'm doing personally is i'm doing strength training every day wow but it's really short really short so like 15 minutes every day and i've been with and like the idea here is i have adjustable dumbbells they're pretty heavy and you can do like a really nice circuit so you do exercise 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 with no break and you can do lots of different exercises with those dumbbells and i've been experimenting with doing more reps early and then cutting back the reps as you go or doing fewer reps early and then building up the number of reps as you go with the same weight and it's been like you can definitely feel the difference i'm not sure like how that fits in but it, it does keep it interesting with the strength training and i can see how doing more of that manipulating the durations in mountain biking intervals would be interesting and you'd be able to hit more things at once as long as you build this session to hit the goal that you're after yeah it's something we do like because now that i'm swimming like we do it a lot in swimming like as you fatigue through the session typically you do so like this morning the main set i guess was like we did two times 300 was like the hard part of the first set the second set it was so it was two times 300 then it was three times 200 and then the final one was 300 200 100 and then 450s all of them had 450s and some 200s but like of the bulk part like 300s when you're going hard for uh what was that taking me like on the 120 so like four minutes so you go hard for four minutes you don't want to do too many of those nah. <laughs> but then but then the next one when you've only got three minutes you're like oh this is yeah it feels it feels like it's it's easy to, to yeah, do yeah. right because and then the final one when it's like 300 200 100 like i just need to get through this 300 and then i've got like significantly less to do <laughs> yeah yeah I have one like that too, and maybe this is a, the bonus fifth extra. Well, we've given a lot of workouts already, but this pyramid intervals where you do one, mm. two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one minutes, zone five with an equal work to rest ratio. But after you hit that five minute, or you feel like you're going to die. Well, you feel like you're going to die pretty much all of them. But then after that, they're shorter. They don't get any yeah. easier. But yeah. The, the length is shorter it's like a nice mind game you can play on yourself yeah the psychological factor of like you do that middle block of a pyramid and you're like okay if i just get over this next block yeah then you know it's like way downhill so say, say the middle's five and the next one's four you're like i've got through the five if i get through this four then three is like nothing and i'm all like <laughs> and then obviously i can do two minutes yeah but then when you get and to three minute. you're like well if I can do this, I can do the two. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. to the two. If I can do this, I can do the one. That's a that's a hard workout for sure. I'm sure you guys. And at it. the start of the intervals, when you're like, and running, you're like bang it out, and then you like jog the recovery. You know, you might walk for like ten steps, and then you like jog it out, and you're like uh, checking your watch. Oh, not yet, not yet. And yeah. then after like two, <laughs> you're like walking the whole thing and it's already been all of your recovery time <laughs> like, like how, how is that, that five minutes how how are these intervals getting a lot how is three minutes getting longer one minute yeah. getting shorter time passes so strangely uh yeah yeah it does yeah i was thinking about that on my brick session the other day but okay yeah so that's mine cool so you warm up about 15 minutes you can do some strides or you can just build into the workout like again like we're not targeting hardcore specific outputs here so you can use the first couple but yep 15 minutes and then you get into it so you're looking at 10 times one minute on one minute off at 5k race pace 
um, or race power straight into 10 times 30 seconds on 30 seconds off and then 10 15 minutes cool down and you got yourself about an hour cool pretty good yeah and you can do that year round right like when we're talking about like the goal of this was two the only two interval sessions you'd need mm, yeah because what you can do with that one is when you say you have like a 5k or a 10,000 meter 10k race even up to half marathon if you're a faster half marathon runner you can really push those ons right so you can really really try and get maintain like well above race pace for like a 10k and half marathon and then keep the offs pretty hot as well but it's the same session you know or then like when you're doing an ultra marathon or a base phase block you're a little light on the ons and you're super light on the offs you know you just again like you're just looking for that like far like change of stimulus yeah some people might not have ever heard that term fartlek what do you th what do you mean when you say fartlek oh fartlek's a finnish term that just means speed play oh okay yeah we so always just... took it to mean unstructured intervals like you just go hard when you feel like it that's that's what everyone says it as, but mm -hmm. I'm yet to meet the person who doesn't just do X times X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, I've got a fire lick. It's like, just go hard whenever you want. You're like, cool, I'll do three by three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'll do the, all the hills hard. Like, it's always an actual structure. It's yeah, never, I know. Yeah. It's, it's never like, yeah. I tried a couple of times. When you know, I was like starting out and I'd read the books, and all the books are like, fart, like just run hard as you feel. And I'd run hard, and then I'd just like look at my watch even before GPS. Like, well, that's been 40 seconds. I guess I'll do a minute and then I'll just do five of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean because you need that carrot to kind of keep you going. Otherwise, you've done like nothing and you're like, oh, wait, I was supposed to go hard. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you just go full send up a hill. Especially now with like Strava, so you just go full send on a segment. Yeah, all right, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, yep. No, oh, cool. All right, well, I need to lay out my uh, warm up for this next one. Oh, I'm gonna lay out my okay. warm up. Um, you set the ground rules a bit late for me that I didn't realize we were doing that. So, 15 minute warm up, 15 to 20 to you know, depends on how much time you have. This is why it's so hard to like just lay out a warm up for everyone. Fifteen to get in at least fifteen minutes of steady riding. Start out easy, you know, when you roll out the driveway or whatever, and then you're cruising to the road or the trails that you're going to do. Fifteen to twenty to you know up to thirty minutes to sixty minutes. So okay, just just stop talking. <laughs> choose whatever you want. <laughs> then the workout session is two by 20, 20 minutes in zone four. Two by 20 minutes zone four. That is an absolute staple in cycling since since day one. So two by 20 minutes, you're it, during that 20 minutes, I prefer to use power because you're going because zone four doesn't feel hard when you start, but it starts to feel pretty hard the further you get into it. So if you're yeah, using it's a real trap. Yeah. If you're using heart rate, it's going to take a while because the effort that you're at isn't huge. For some people, it might take a few minutes to get their heart rate up. And this was the biggest mistake I used to make. I'd, I'd do two by 20 minutes, but I'd go hard for 20 minutes. And it was basically a time trial every time. And I'd start all out because I was training with heart rate, trying to get my heart rate up. You know, we've talked about this a thousand times in this podcast. It's my video I put out today. Oh, really? The misunderstood science of running with heart rate oh cool yeah cool well yeah i mean heart rate it's kind of a trap when you're doing some of these longer intervals because you end up getting if you're using heart rate and you start too hard you end up getting a huge anaerobic component which wasn't the aim of the session but the two by 20 trap. yeah yeah two by 20 minutes in zone four is good so to rest in between usually what i do is i do these on a hill a nice long 20 minute hill because it's really hard to continuously go because you're going pretty fast in zone four. 
it's hard to find a place to do that continuously on the flat unless you're like somewhere with no stops, no stop signs, no downhills, no nothing like that. Kyringer. Yeah. Well, do you remember uh, out there Kyringer? That loop, they would loop around the, the, you know, we would do those time trial races. Yeah. But you could take it all the way around to the next stop sign. They'd pop back out onto the road. That was like perfect. Yeah. Just the flattest roads and you'd always have a headwind no matter which direction you were going. Yeah. You could do them there. And that's really good to work on your cadence. So I really do like to manipulate the cadence of these two by 20s. So, hey, just quickly on that while I remember, because I just been doing these threshold efforts um for like i'll do a bike run session but on zwift i haven't been using erg mode i've been doing free ride mode and you just said like doing them out on the road and doing them non-stop and i think it's really important because it's a very different story trying to stay on top of a gear when you have the option to drop the gear like mm. when you have the option to drop the cadence you know when you know like let's just say a 95 cadence and whatever and this x gear ratio gives you 300 watts it's like well when the head wind starts blowing a little bit and or you go around the corner and the road chip changes it's like there's a lot of variation in that compared to like when you're on the locked in the trainer erg mode 300 watts different story yeah yeah it definitely is and it changes what the workout is as well if you end up coasting for even micro coasting because you get that break and that's not that steady muscular contraction that you're looking for when you're doing some sort of a threshold workout and that's why a hill but, is really nice but not everyone has yeah, a hill yeah, that's a yeah. problem so but i think like it's i think it's important to work the the flat part as well because what happens is you drop you need the let's have 300 or 200 watts whatever let's say it's 200 watts probably more relatable you need the 250 to get back on top when you drop to 180 you know just because there's a slight decline in the road and you didn't gear properly because you didn't really see it and then yeah you you and you're like oh i've got to get back on top of this and you you actually really need a couple of hard pedal strokes which is very similar when you drop the wheel you want to have a drink of the bottle you've got to like your mountain biking you've got the small pinch before the descent or the top you know it's that's all that's how it is it's not it's not like swift swift yeah. you can dial in on the exact kind of stimulus that you need and it can be really great in a lot of instances like most instances but i think in terms of real life simulation well yeah i think you, this you is need where, the irl <laughs> this is where triathletes a lot of times fall short because they have so much work to do they end up doing a lot of their bike stuff inside and it's on that erg mode where everything's super consistent. So they really lack the ability to accelerate, which isn't a problem in triathlon until you have to do that. You know, accelerate from 180 to 300, 300 to 350 for a short time, things like that. But cyclists can also get stuck in this training through the winter just inside and kind of lose that ability to, ability to accelerate. And that strength training makes up for a lot of that. But it's good to once you get outside to be able to manipulate the cadence that you're using, because especially just, mountain bikers, the are races terrible. is really good. Yeah, definitely. Like, like it just, yeah. You start at one thousand watts. <laughs> they do. Yeah. It back. Yeah. Everyone, like yeah. everyone. Yeah, it's just standard. <laughs> it's just, you can't not do it. <laughs> well, otherwise you lose the group. Is uh, well, yeah. that's how it is. So. Yeah, I think so for that one, I think a 10 minute rest period in between is really good, which is also, again, pretty standard. And you go pretty easy. You can light pedaling. If you're doing it on trails, you can ride a, a trail down to the bottom. You just got to be careful that you make sure your heart rate comes down to kind of closer to zone one, zone two after you're done with the mountain bike descent, because, you know, as we know, they're pretty demanding. Yeah. Yeah, two by twenty. Nice. I'm, I'm sure you've done a fair few of those in your day. Back in the day, man. Yeah, that was like this, just what you did. Yeah. Because of like for, yeah, for triathlon, like at Olympic distance or a half Ironman. I was doing a lot of the half Ironman stuff at the time, so we're riding for around two hours. 
And so we would, de- threshold development was like, yeah, super important yeah. to be able to, because like around two hours on the bike, you're, you're sub threshold for sure. But so you're, yeah, you're like zone three, you know, like top of zone three, but you're within the climbs and depends on what the pack's doing. Like, even though you're not drafting, you're still in the pace line. You got to surge a lot. So you got to, yeah, be able to buffer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an important thing to note here that even though these are steady state intervals in your zone four, which is a sustainable sub lactate threshold effort, or, you know, right around that lactate threshold, that's what you want to develop to be able to get better at doing hard efforts over and over and over. So not only is this good for someone riding at steady state, like your triathletes, your time trialists, uh, it's also good for your crit racers and your mountain bikers too because you're working at that highest level of aerobic metabolism and you're building that so the whole point of getting fitter most of the time is to lift your threshold and that's what this helps you do mm-hmm. sweet okay so you're done done hit me with your other one hit me with it man um uh, this one is really hard because there's so many different ones that i like but i'd have to go with uh one mile repeats and there's a mile like, <laughs> do you know like i over the last 12 months i've gotten like now say 50 percent of my client base is north american it's just like I've, I've i'm pretty pretty clued up on miles now wow, okay and, and and minutes per mile rather than minutes per k because otherwise like they don't have any idea what you're talking about. Yeah, because they'd I be like, no what's idea. a kilometer? Yeah, like, what is, have you just invented this number? Or, like, I was like, oh, it's, it's metric. It makes, like, a lot of sense in the entire planet. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, but the, the reason I'm not picking 1K intervals and 1-mile intervals and choosing 1-mile is it just, it's it sits really well around threshold so when um i'm prescribing say if i was doing 1k you can quickly between different fitness levels go three minutes to five minutes which is okay but it becomes like highly vo2 max interval to an upper threshold when we're looking at a mile and you're looking at kind of that threshold zone um so around you know a hundred percent of your lactate threshold you can you're now looking more at like six to eight minutes for a lot like a lot of people and from that you can you can open the range up a little bit so you can push it uh like sub threshold kind of 95 to 105 percent and you're covering like you're covering all your bases in terms of how long it's going to take someone and what what end of that spectrum they should be operating at, as well as how you're feeling on the day. You know, and so you can you can like work it a bit harder, especially if you're a bit faster, or you can, you know, just dial in that kind of sub-threshold, anaerobic threshold, and allow the duration to catch up with you. And then for like the repetitions, it's three to six. And then there's the reason I love one miles is because you can go at three and you're doing 4.8K, so almost a, a 5K, and you can do that near, almost near race pace. Like when you're going right up to like 105%, you're kind of just doing a bit of sub race pace and you're going on two-minute recoveries, it's pretty short recoveries. Like, I mean, you're doing almost like a four-to-one work-to-rest ratio. Uh, and then when you're doing like a, a half marathon or a 10K, you push that all the way up to six. And now, you know, you're getting almost an hour at the at the slower end of sub-threshold work. Or if you're quite a fast runner, so, like for me, I was doing this in the build up to um, some 10K races I had on the road. Now I'm getting like 
over 30 minutes of like just above threshold work, pretty much 10K race pace. And it's a universally understood distance in running, like a mile. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like a mile time. You can you can kind of look it up and people know. Like most people would probably know that a marathon's like twenty six point one miles. And yeah, so for me, like it's a bit more I thought it was twenty six point two actually. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> Just good, bro. i was like oh do i need to i'm an x miles expert so yeah yeah, yeah. um is it yeah so it's a bit more globally accepted like applicable in terms yeah, of yeah. Yeah, cool. the, the miles and then the reason i i don't like time for this one so it's like why wouldn't you just do three times six minutes and six times six minutes so three times eight minutes is we've talked about this a bit with running and distance like and i remember reading that the mind cannot conceptualize time in terms of uh like how far there is to go well yeah we just talked about the mind tricks we play on ourselves with the the pyramid intervals but everyone can conceptualize and visualize distance Mm-hmm. This is why Zwift will show you the finish line, and if you start to slow down, that finish line moves. and it just keeps moving. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and so that's so there are there are definitely um, places like for tempo runs. Like I love time because it's just we don't when we're not ever in that mental cave of like needing to push over the next X. Um, and so time there is fine, but for when we're starting to work around threshold above threshold and we're looking like to manipulate the workout to be event specific, we need some kind of correlation between the distance we're going to be. Just to be able to mentally prepare for that hill that you'll be racing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that's, and then when we're working with running power, it's like trying to do that on different kinds of terrain that's going to be more similar to your race. So just do it off-road, do it up a hill, do it, yeah, around a around a kind of undulating block or whatever. That would be that would be mine. And then so depending on where you're going, in terms of like three to six times intervals, you're getting sub-threshold, above-threshold, Anyway, you would like you're massaging that threshold, um, depending on your fitness level and upcoming event. And then the other workout, you've got the the VO2 anaerobic stimulus. And again, you can massage your threshold by just doing on-offs as you feel. Or you can really work the anaerobic and f- muscular force component by by f- really putting the heavy duty ons, like really pushing. 5k or faster pace and so with those two workouts on repeat and i think just with the little tweaks and manipulation that you can make on them i think you're i think you're sorted for like forever forever dude you just put yourself out of a job i did yeah yeah (laughs) but it's like it's not gonna be the best case but yeah Yeah, and i think like with your ones it's probably not too dissimilar oh yeah absolutely like like you think about I'm fired. Um, some of the people that uh, that you've worked with in the past, like, or as people who have emailed you or whatever, and you're like, look, I think what's lacking here, what's lacking with a lot of people I see is just consistency. And you're trying to do these like, like Rubik's Cube interval sessions. Yeah, yeah. Make, they make no sense. Like everything on Zwift. Dude, yeah, we were talking make, about this the other day. Yeah, they're they just make no sense. And it's like too complicated. Just open like there's a range on everything. So just be okay with going a bit slower. You don't need to do personal best efforts mm. and get like Strava badges and training peaks 
PRs, 90-day PR, like every single session. It's just like, do this on repeat and let's track the trends. Like, let's track improvement. And then along with that, you can increase output by being fitter and increasing your power or your pace output on your, like, zone two because that mm. starts to be more challenging. You can increase the duration of your long ride, long run to increase fatigue that carries into those interval sessions that then make them even more challenging. But it's when you go, oh, yeah, I need to do this thing and this thing, and now I'm too tired, and I've got work, and I've got a family holiday. It's like, well, look, you've done two weeks of training, one week of rubbish, then you got sick it's like now we're going to go back to the like just like i know as coaches we add so much more than just what is in training peaks or what's on your training calendar because there can be because you don't you're not planning to get sick right it's like mm. so you need like it's great to be able to get on the phone and say look this is whatever and for some some people they don't operate well or respond well to middle of the road threshold tempo stuff they need more polarized approach yeah sure there's all of that stuff but for the majority if we're looking at the middle of the bell curve it's like do this on repeat and and you'll get better but as i say that and i realize this in talking with other people is we have so much experience and background knowledge as to like the other variables we would manipulate to ensure that these two sessions would continue to be <laughs> mm. like productive within a plan, yeah. like in just the long ride duration and even the intensity of the long ride and the other recovery sessions or strength and stuff. So, but yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's a, obviously a lot more that goes into it, but if you're like, look, I just need to get started and I know that doing intervals are going to make me better and I need something to do. If you picked the intervals that we just went over and you did each of them once per week and you didn't go too hard, well, I'm, I'm not going to introduce any other caveats because I'll never stop. But if you just picked those, you'd be good. And those were your intervals. If you picked what, them, what days good. are you going to do them? Like how, like, can I do them on the same day, back to back days? Like, Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, man, if you only had two days and it was a Monday and a Tuesday and that's all you had, why not, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, I would, I would go like days. a Wednesday and a Saturday. Would, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd You'd want to recover for sure. But like, look, if someone might ha only have Sunday, Monday, or, you know, two days and they're back to back. And if that's the case, well. Rip it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I definitely want a couple of days in recovery in between. Mm, yeah, for sure. Like, it would be the priority one sessions of your week. Yep. It's like, how can I fit these in? Where Where is, like, the guaranteed time? This is the other thing that I see people do not great, <laughs> is prioritize their time and sessions. So, like, the, the non-arguable ones. Right, the, like the these two sessions, these two intervals, like I definitely have to do them. It's like, well, why do you have it on Friday morning when you never wake up on Friday morning? Because you like, you you love a couple after works on a Thursday, and it's it's like, you know that that kind of stuff. And then because you've seen those those athletes, clients, and training peaks, so you like put it all, and you go put all the structure, all the training. And you jump in to have see how they're getting on, and everything's shifted from where you had it to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's not. That's <laughs> a different kind of something now. Yeah, one of my favorite things is like a perfectly laid out plan, where every day is on that day for a reason, and it's because it fits like this amazing, beautiful puzzle. That is the rest of the plan. Yeah. And that's like one of my favorite things to design is to piece that all together. And when one thing shifts, I'm like, ah, dang it. Like now that doesn't fit as nicely. And that also doesn't fit as nicely. But you know, stuff happens. I know. Yeah. Sometimes like 
triathlon's hard man yeah like i'll spend a long time formulating these plans like you know especially with the iron man where you gotta have like a couple of large stimulus weekends and then something changes and you're like it was like an hour planning like this last mm. six, like this next six with this real crucial six weeks and now you're like a six and now we have to yeah because it's got to all fit together running's like a bit easier because you can just there's less very oh, just less variables for sure mm. also it takes less time for you so you, your likelihood of hitting that session is pretty high when it's only taking you less than an hour oh yeah but even with ultra marathon running mm. like it's um you're not having to do like a five-hour bike ride with a two-hour run off and then a mm. two-hour run the next day with a one-hour swim like all oh, the pools closed <laughs> oh. or it's like pouring down the rain anyway that's cool well i'm glad we could finally talk about these intervals yeah yeah we should do it every year because they'll change <laughs> you know like everything changes yeah yeah i've been holding on to these steady i mean they're not the only <laughs> intervals i have like in training peaks i think i have like it's 600 have. workouts yeah it's just like <laughs> I, I bought like five of match training plans still as workouts it's like it's just that on repeat <laughs> linked to this podcast yeah <laughs> Like, yeah, just do that. Before we've even done it, you just had one of those bitlies <laughs> so you could change the back end. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do love these. We'll see, you know, in a year's time if these are still the favorites. Obviously, they got more up the old sleeve, but they are fun. They're good ones. Try them out and see what you think. All right, Matt. So what, what else is going on with you? Anything people need to stay aware of? Uh, oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. That's right. You don't do anything outside of this three-month yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Break ace. Um, working hard on that every day. Oh, all right. Yeah. And your reels have been going popping. Oh yeah, I got a few like viral reels, like over yeah. a million views. That was crazy. That was a crazy time. Yeah, it was like it was intense, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy for both of us because I had that sub three hour how to run a sub three hour marathon video that's got like 50,000 views. And you got that one that got like a million views, hundreds of thousands of views. And this is like overwhelming amount of outreach. Yeah. And you're like, what is this? Yeah. My last video got like one view. So <laughs> back down to reality. Yeah. You know, we've been putting out content for a long time now and it's, it's pretty much all free apart from our courses. And the hardest thing we've the hardest problem we've always had was how do we get it seen and cut through the noise of everyone else making content because i think ours is pretty damn good information but it's always been hard to like give really good information and also be entertaining so that something can then reach more people and that's been our biggest struggle and we were looking back not too long ago at some of our videos and they were terrible well no wonder no one saw it they were terrible that's so that's the big thing is like you can just roll out a podcast discussing your favorite interval sessions but it's like you want to hit the top of the charts you need to spend a day like a literal eight hour day formulating the and contextualizing all the information the that like the how to share it and link it and like and it just becomes outrageous for a couple of people to do that like when you don't have a, a team so but with yeah we're finding our style yeah yeah and it's been fun i mean i really love putting out information like just yesterday i finished a blog on pacing on downhills and i loved it and i've been talking about pacing on downhills for a long time and it's just figuring out how can i get this to people and build more of it and i have so many drafts that are ready to be published and i know I it really hurts, love though, that you know like i've been writing a weekly training blog you can find that on substack running head first and uh you know i've got thousands of subscribers or like subscribers on my normal mailing list and like youtube and instagram and stuff and then here there's like 200 people you're like i put a lot of effort into like trying to share my journey towards like and my training and what it reminds me of to help people 
you're like, oh, great. 500 people saw that blog. <laughs> you know, it's like, can be challenging. But then out of nowhere, something pops off and you're like, now my client list is full. So it's, it's just a, you just got to love it. Otherwise, you're fucked. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And it doesn't mean it's easy. But yeah, because it's not to put out, um, to come up with the new content and think about what people actually want to know. But it is really, really fun. Really fun. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this because we enjoy you enjoying us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. no one listens this far and anyway they know we finished like 10 minutes ago <laughs> thanks well bye catch you later Matt <laughs>